Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast where we interview local Maine business owners and people to learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, and how they use experiences to steer them into the future. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to what is a weekly podcast that you'll be able to subscribe to on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. In this episode, we will be talking with business person, coach, professor, mother, grandmother, entrepreneur, and lover of chocolate, Michelle Newhar. We are officially official. This is our first guest. I know. We have company, so be nice. Okay. Michelle is a a no-nonsense, contagiously positive straight talker, an energetic entrepreneur, and brass tacks business person. Serious about helping businesses grow, she brings a depth and breadth of a real business experience to each one of her clients, whether a small business owner or a multi-million dollar corporation. For Michelle, growth is about creativity, accountability, and strategy. She knows how to get her clients there because she's done it herself. Before starting New Yar, Michelle owned a seven-figure Minnesota-based renovation firm. She has spent time in the corporate world as a director of sales and marketing, and she co-leads a business growth group for the small business association called Scale Up. There, she helps mid-sized companies through the steps necessary to scale up their business. Michelle also serves as an associate professor of business at Southern Maine Community College, where she teaches entrepreneurship and marketing. Michelle has a BA from the University of Minnesota and an MBA from the University of Southern Maine. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show today. Hello, Kimberly and Todd. Thank you for having me as your first official company. I love it. <laughs> and bonus points to you for, for using Kim's full name and, and going with Kimberly. She likes that. Yes. I know she does. It makes me feel grown up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I would never answer to Shelly. My daughter said to me the other day, Mom, I'm so grateful you kept Michelle. Yes. Well, as, as as a Todd, I really have no other options. Yeah, you really <laughs> You're no kind of stuck. It's either that or hey you, which I do answer to whether they're yelling at me or not. Uh, so, Michelle, that was an awful lot of things that I just uh, read in your bio. So maybe you could just kind of give us a quick rundown of, of what you do with your company, New Yar. So, New Yar, I am a business consultant. I work with companies in primarily New England who are ready to grow, are experiencing growth, or feel like they're stuck at a plateau. So I basically focus on strategic planning, uh, managing change within the company, and creating growth strategies, as well as doing some training and development with their staff. But really, my goal is to be advisor and consultant to a company who really wants to grow to the next level. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, uh, I believe, Kimberly. So, so why, you know, one of the questions we wanted to ask this question because we really want to find out, you know, what um, really what makes people kind of tick and why they do what they do. So, you know, I, I guess my question to you, do it, to you is, you know, what's your why? You know, why why do you do what you do? And so what is that? What, what would you say is your why in doing what you do? I've always been a strategic thinker. And as a child, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. So I believed, you know, I was going to grow up and, you know, aspire to be Zig Ziglar, you know, Norman Vincent Mm -hmm. Peale or Les Brown. And, 
And I was able and very fortunate to be able to do that for quite a few years. But what I found for me was there was a piece missing. I would get off stage Mm -hmm. and I would fly home and I felt like, did it make a difference? Mm -hmm. And then David and I started New Yard Remodeling, uh, our construction company, and we worked with a business consultant. And I had worked with a business coach in my speaking business as well. But I saw transformational change in our business as we worked with not only a consultant, but then we worked kind of with a mastermind consulting group. And it was like, it hit me. Like, I want to take what I do and what I know as a strategic thinker and as a trainer and as somebody who, you know, is just, I love entrepreneurs. I love entrepreneurship and be able to make a bigger difference. And so for me, that transition of being 90% speaker and 10% consultant, when we moved to Maine 15 years ago, my goal was to flip that. And today I do 90% consulting and 10% speaking. And I love it. You know, I love, nice. I mean, there's some companies that I've been working with for the past decade and to watch them grow and develop and to know their people. I feel like I'm part of all these amazing companies um, in a really in a really neat role. It's almost like you get you get to be their cheerleader. It's just like you get to cheer them on. Yeah, and then sometimes say the really tough stuff that they yeah. don't want to hear, and eventually they're grateful that you said out loud. Right, absolutely, yeah. and, it, and that's got to be awesome to be able to to celebrate too when they when they do have those successes, and just to be part of that. That's got to be just such a great feeling. It is. I feel like. You know, not not that they're children by any means, but I feel like I have lots of these like kids that are businesses that are part of my life that I get to just be a part of, or maybe I'm the aunt or the grandma or who knows. Yeah, that's awesome. Now i i have a I have another question, but i I want to throw this in because i've I've never heard anybody say that they wanted to be a motivational speaker as a kid. How old were you when you? when you kind of picked up on that and said, I want to do that. I was like eight or nine. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad was a motivational junkie, uh, listened to motivational tapes um, forever and read books. And there was lots of dysfunction in our our life. I always say we're all functionally dysfunctional, just depends on how, you know, what percentage. But I listened to these speakers and I thought, well, man, if you applied this stuff, like you could really create this life. And I wanted mm-hmm. to be an author. I had these big dreams. Um, you know, I was kind of a quirky, weird little kid, but I was fascinated with that world and then had the opportunity as a young woman, I was a single um, teen parent and I had the opportunity to begin speaking for free to all kinds of groups and associations and colleges and social work organizations very young. And that was kind of where it took off from there. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I've that's I, like I said I'd never heard that before, but that is it totally makes sense. You know, like growing up as the son of a a small business owner, I kind of have I'm realizing now looking back at my life, I've developed this thing where I I want to be in charge of my schedule and and not necessarily have a a boss um telling me what to do. Besides Kimberly, of course, because that's oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, exactly. And I, it's funny because, you know, a, a motivational speaker, there's not a career path for that. 
And Mm. up until, you know, the last few years or, you know, maybe decade, there wasn't really a career path for entrepreneurs. Now you can get a degree in entrepreneurship, but, you know, motivational speaking, there wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go pick that as a a major. (laughs) Mm. Mm. That's awesome. So I guess my, 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 the real question I was going to ask before I had to follow up on that out of my own curiosity is, uh, what we, we have everybody in the world, uh, specifically, of course, we want to talk about here in Maine, uh, we've all been dealing with, uh, the wonderful season of COVID. And, um, so my question would be, what's one lesson that you've taken from COVID and how do you utilize that with clients? The biggest lesson that I've taken, and it's been my mantra every day, is to practice gentleness with ourselves Mm. and with others. And business is about relationships. And we've all dealt with this. Every one of my clients has had different crises or things happening as the result of this. Some are growing furiously. Some are no longer in business and may not ever be in business again. And so it's this concept of, I want to continue to move forward and have goals and, you know, work on the future with my clients, but also acknowledging that we are dealing with a global pandemic and it, it, it is having consequences in all of our lives. And so to give myself permission to sleep in one day if I need to, to take a walk during the middle of the day, to take a day off from work and social media, um, to give our employees more gentleness um, than mm. we normally would. And I think what I've seen as the result, it's interesting because most of my work has, well, it's had to go to Zoom I've seen more meaningful connections because I think people's walls are down and that's been good for company culture and company culture then also leads to growth. Yeah, that's great. Mm. That is great. That's a good point. So, you know, with that, you know, I wanted to ask, obviously, you know, as an entrepreneur, we are, in, are inspired. We, we get inspired. And so, my question would be, who or what inspires you? What gets you moving? What what helps get you kind of ticking? Who or what would you say inspires you? Well, it kind of goes back to the question of my why. I am inspired mm-hmm. every time I meet with a client. It's It's been harder on Zoom. I'm a hugger. I'm a handshaker. <laughs> you know, that's mm. the piece that I miss. But their energy and the courage that I see entrepreneurs having every single day um, as they're running their business is just, um, I've watched entrepreneurs in these last months fight so ferociously for their businesses um, Mm. with passion and energy and uh, creativity. Um, There are days where I'd get off, you know, my eight or nine hours of Zoom calls and just have goosebumps because I was watching, I just felt like I was watching people really go to battle for their businesses. And so Mm -hmm. that inspires me. Um, My grandfather um, who has passed away was also a huge inspiration. And I feel like he still is in just like I hear his words and his guidance and he was my number one fan and my number one cheerleader. And he just led such an example of, um, just being a good human. And, uh, mm. he continues to, you know, inspire me today. 
That's great. So we've already talked about the the challenge that that has been COVID. Uh, aside from that, or maybe even including that, uh, what has been your biggest challenge to date, and how have you overcome it, or how are you dealing with it? I think my biggest challenge to date that I touched on briefly was pivoting from being a speaker to being a consultant, even though mm-hmm. I was doing some consulting and then throwing in there 15 years ago, I started teaching as a professor at uh, Southern Maine Community College. And I think what's been a challenge is people are like, well, what do you do? And really <laughs> clarifying that in the market, I think still people are confused. Um, number one, well, another challenge is getting people to say my last name correctly, which is why <laughs> we renamed the business. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's been an ongoing challenge that I feel like we're solving. But it really was that pivot. And, and, and my own mindset going from being on the road and, and kind of being a, a one and done and a you know, keynoter to really digging in for the long term with companies. So I can definitely sympathize with, the, uh, with people mispronouncing your last name. I, that, I, I know you guys can. 12 years of, of school roll call of just seeing the confused look on the teacher <laughs> and learning to be like, here, that's me. I, I know that you're talking. I know you're thinking of how to say my name. I have a question. Asking for a friend. Is anybody else in their PJs? No. <laughs> many, many days I could say yes. Or as my granddaughter said, Grandma, are you Zoom appropriate? Which means I've got <laughs> yoga pants on the bottom and a nice shirt on the top and makeup and hair done. <laughs> See, now that that should be a whole other thing now. Like there should be, in, you know, this black tie dress. There's business casual. There's, you know, kind of like lounge wear. And then there's Zoom appropriate. Zoom appropriate. Totally. That's, that that should totally yeah. be a thing now. Almost like a mullet. It could be almost like a mullet. You know what I mean? You've got, it's almost like a mullet. It you really have, is. It really is. Zoom appropriate is really like the mullet. Yep. Instead of instead of business in front, party in the back, it's business on top. Although, yeah, you, wait a minute. You can't say party on the bottom. That's <laughs> Yeah. That starts getting in a li- lounge on the bottom. Yes. Lounge on the bottom. Comfy exactly. on the bottom. Comfy the, on the bottom. Slippers that, that, are all right. Oh, slippers. Oh, I love me some slippers. And speaking of Zoom, I think that has been a challenge. My probably my biggest challenge in the last few years is I had, you know, set my business model up. Many consultants and coaches do a lot of virtual coaching. That's never been my model. I've been a face-to-face person and on-site. I've not had an office outside the home because I don't want one because I want to show up at at clients, you know, mm. places of business. Mm-hmm. And that really has been a tough challenge for me. I, in some ways, there's been great connections and I've really seen people, you know, be vulnerable and I think they had to out of necessity, but I miss the what doesn't happen on Zoom, the picking up on the feel when you walk into a company and the the Mm -hmm. chit chat and the handshakes and just all of the stuff that goes into face-to-face meetings um, is missing. And and that has been, it's a a continued challenge for me. And um, I've done some videos, live feeds for um, 
that did not go so well <laughs> in the last few months. <laughs> and I know had those been live events, I wouldn't have maybe had quite the same outcome. Yeah, I think I think everybody is is on the Zoom learning curve. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So one it can be th- comical. Oh, it's totally comical. It well, it's comical. See, it's it's that old expression of uh, comedy is uh, what is it? Tragedy plus time. Mm-hmm. That's the equation for comedy. Like after you, afterwards, you're like, oh, that's funny. At the moment, oh, it's, it ain't funny at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I had one in front of, you know, 80 people live and technology failed and the wrong slides came up and I the notes weren't connected. I mean, it was, it, it, I got through it, but I literally got done and I thought that was the worst presentation I've ever given. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe, Todd, it will be funny six months from now. <laughs> if not, just give it a little more time. Just give it a little more time. Just let it marinate. That's all. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, something I wanted to ask is, I mean, how do you how do you look at your business or your kind of professional pursuits? Because uh, there is that I, I cannot remember the author. Maybe I'll look it up and we put it in the show notes. But there is a, that book called The One Thing. Uh, where you you kind of you focus on one thing and that is what you do that is all that you do and your focus is really on that one thing and that is a kind of a means to a uh, to success. Do you look at what you do as kind of a, a bunch of things that all are really just one thing, or do you look at it as a bunch of things that are kind of all moving in the same direction, but they're not necessarily just one thing, like having varied pursuits or varied directions. I feel my one thing is growth. So if a company is focused, they want to grow beyond where they are. Um, In the introduction um, you spoke of, I worked for, I'm no longer leading that group. The funding ran out for the SBA um, scale up. And the whole goal of that group was to help companies grow up and over a million dollars in revenue. So my one thing as a business consultant is I work with companies that want to grow. And then there are different pieces that I use, you know, strategic planning, I look at culture, I look at um, you know the current systems and their financials. So there, I have buckets of things that I work with companies on, but my, my lane is pretty narrow and a company knows up front, if you're going to work on growth, here's the pieces that I can do. And if you need these pieces, that would be the work of another consultant. And I think as a speaker, as a young speaker, I tried to be really generic and kind of do everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work. Then you're kind of a, you know, a master of none. Um, so mm-hmm. I've really focused, you know, working with companies that want to grow and in certain industries, um, construction, business services. Um, I have a little, you know, few that are outside of that, but I'm not working with, you know, publicly traded companies and, um, you know, I'm not working with manufacturing firms and, you know, um, biotech. Those aren't, those aren't industries that I know. Um, so I've really, you know, I, I say no probably as often as I say yes, when somebody calls and says, Hey, we're looking for a consultant. Mm -hmm. I'm really clear today about saying, no, I'm not the best fit for you because my skills wouldn't match what you need. And I think that has come over time. It came with a few 
um, lessons over the years of saying yes to things that I knew in my gut I should have said no to. And that those are learning lessons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we're hungry in those early years of business and we're like, yep, yeah, I could do that. And I could do that. And today I know that here's the lane that I'm really good at. And as long as I, I continue to focus there, um, I can do really good work for clients. If I start trying to be something I'm not or kind of play in that gray area where somebody else is really more of an expert, that's, that's, that's not a recipe for success. Right. Yeah. I think that's such a, I think it's business maturity, but also it's life maturity as well. Yeah. When you, when you start understanding the power of no. Yes, absolutely. And, and being able to be comfortable saying no to things. I think that's. That's huge. Yeah. So what has been your big, biggest success to this date, would you say? Oh, that's a tough question. You know, I always go to more personal, like I've raised mm-hmm. three beautiful grown children um, have three awesome grandkids, you know, been married for almost 30 years. Um, in business, I think the biggest success to date probably came with the rebrand that I did a year ago. And it wasn't just that event. Um, but I took my company and hired a marketing firm and had them, I mean, we, it was a year long process, but it was really a process of looking inside, looking at the work that I've done over the years, the work that I was doing and really getting clear about who am I now and what kind of work mm-hmm. do I want to be doing for the next 20 years? And that to me um, just felt like, oh, I landed. You know, I, I still mm-hmm. prior to that and kind of was struggling in my own mind um, with, you know, narrowing that lane and, and being really clear about, you know, what we were just talking about, what I say yes to and what I say no to. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me that was, a huge step forward. And I feel like once I was able, it was kind of like I launched and all of the sudden the clients that I had been looking for and the type of work that I'd been looking for, it just started to open up. And I think part of that was just my own confidence and all right, I am putting a stake in the ground and this Mm -hmm. is the work that I'm doing. And I'm saying no to all of that other stuff. That's great. Yeah. So we, we always like to kind of then bring it back to Maine. I, I say we always, as, as in our second episode. So now we're starting a trend. <laughs> uh, we, so we want to kind of get out of business for just a second here and, and ask as our final question, what is your favorite place in Maine? Or even your favorite thing about Maine? My favorite thing about Maine is the power of the ocean. So probably my very favorite place um, it would be Kenny Bunkport. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first time we ever came to Maine, we stayed in Kenny Bunkport. And when we came around, um, we stayed at the Cape Arundel Inn. And when we came around the corner, the surf was just crashing. And I had the sunroof open and I could smell the ocean. And I was like, yep, I'm going to live here. And that smell, that kind of force of the ocean hitting the rocks. Like there's no better place wherever I can find that on the coast of Maine. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Now I want to go to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Except I have to work today. I have to work today too. I was going to say, wait a minute that we've got plans. We have, we have, I have a things to do list. Yes. So maybe later, maybe later. 
So, well, thank you very much, Michelle, yes. for, for taking time out of your day to, to talk with us and yes. to share with, uh, with our listeners uh, about your business and about just in general successes, inspiration, all that. Uh, if you want to follow Michelle, you can definitely do that. I'll post all of her links and appropriate links and information in our show notes. So be sure to, to follow her on social media and uh, connect with her. And of course, if you're looking for a business coach, if you're looking for someone to help your business grow, Michelle is the person to call. So thank you again, Michelle. We thank really you, Michelle. appreciate your time. Thank you, Todd and Kimberly. All right. Have a great day. You too. You guys are awesome. Mm-hmm.